the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. It's an exciting day. I mean, you might not feel like it, right? I mean, you know, we wake up in the morning and... I don't know. The weather has something to do with it. And then, you know, what happened last night maybe has something to do with it and how we're feeling before we even put our feet down. So listen, you know what we need to do? I know this is me. And today I did not do it. And I realized it when I got in the studio today that I did not pray like I normally do before I put my feet on the ground. So dear Heavenly Father, I just lift up this time to you right now. And I just ask that you guide my words guide my thoughts, hold negative thoughts captive. And Lord, just guide this show to be glorifying to you in everything I say, everything that I do, every step that I take. I want to be the light in the darkness, and I'm praying for every single listener out there that they pray and desire the same things that we want to glorify you in everything that we say and do. And all these things we ask, can you say where we ask, we shall receive. And Lord, I'm expecting to receive what I'm asking of you now. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So I normally don't do that on the air. Once in a while I do. And since I needed it, maybe you did too. Um, you know, the Lord says to pray without ceasing, right? And so do we really do that? It doesn't mean we have to close our eyes. It doesn't mean we have to have holy words. It just means we have to have a conversation with our Heavenly Father. And He just says, come to me as children. We don't have to have big words. We don't have to have any special sayings. We don't have to have a memorized prayer. All we have to do is be real. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants us. You know, He knows more about us than we do. Did you know that? He really does. We're not pulling anything over on Him because He knows every word. He tells us in the Bible, he knows every word before it's spoken. He knows every hair on your head when you're created in your mother's womb. Isn't that amazing to think? It's amazing for me to think that, you know, we could be that special and that he gave his only son to die in our place to forgive our sins because we have a sinful nature. And no matter how good we try to be, we're going to fall short. And that's good and bad. We just need to recognize it. So today's message is about transformation, true spiritual transformation. First of all, you know, um, addicts and people that are having difficult times, um, whether it's codependency on people or codependency on drugs or codependency on whatever it is, there has to be a, a realization that we have an issue, right? That's the first step to getting healthy is understanding that we have an issue, whether it's addiction to this or that or whatever. We have to realize that there's a problem in order to create or get to a solution. And that goes for work too, but that's that's down the road, work. 
I always think there's parallels, and there are. And so the parallel is is that no matter where we are, we could be better. And I don't know about you, but for me, I desire to be better. I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to be definitely better than I was 10 years ago. And as these years just fly by, there was a real reassuring um, moment for me uh, in my marriage. And I was really struggling and trying to figure out how to make it work. And during this time, I kept thinking I had to fix it, and I had to fix it right here, right now. And what really, oh, I don't know, just gave me a breath of fresh air or just helped me to relieve um, some of the strain and anxiety I was putting on myself to be better and to just fix it. I just wanted to fix it. I wanted to be the peacemaker. I wanted to fix it. And when I realized that things don't happen like that, things happen in their own time, and God does things in his own time. And life is a journey, and we're in this together. And it doesn't have to get, we we don't have to fix everything today. I know that's news for some of you. It was news for me. But that anxiety that we put on ourselves, be anxious for nothing. That was a verse I I had to memorize because I had to remember that I I can't be, I, I don't need to be anxious. Do you know that when you worry, it doesn't change a thing, except for maybe give you more gray hair and wrinkles and stress? But it really doesn't fix anything, moms, dads. It doesn't. We have to do what we can do, and then we have to give the rest to God. So in this transformation, which is what the topic is of today, we just have to realize that it's not going to happen overnight, and things happen in little tiny stages, little baby steps. We have to have start with that mindset of desire, the desire that we want to we want to know. We want to understand as much as we can. And if we want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, then we have to guard what we're putting in. Garbage in, garbage out, or good in, good out. So we have to be focused on that if we want this to be the result. So if we are to grasp the nature of making disciples, disciples is when you're helping other people understand God and understand their relationship and understanding it. Disciple comes from discipline because we need to be disciplined, don't we? And, and you know, I find out that when I know right from wrong and I know discipline and when I fall away from discipline, like, that's okay, I'm just going to have another piece of chocolate or... I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, even though it may be not the most disciplined thing to do. I know this is right over here. And sometimes I want to do something other than that. And sometimes I reward myself. And I think that's okay, too, that you can have a a day or an hour that you can do what you want to some degree, like have that piece of chocolate. Um, There's degrees of this, right? (laughs) There's degrees. I'm talking about a piece of chocolate here. But we have to be able to give some freedom. There's delayed gratification, and then there's reward. So we have to understand that in um, our dealing with every day. So I, I hope I didn't lose you in that, but I felt it was important to mention that because sometimes people get too black or too white in situations, and I want to make everybody understand that it's not always just so black and white, and we do need to treat ourselves sometimes. You know, I remember early on when I really didn't have any money and I would um, eat macaroni and cheese because I was putting myself through college and I had to pay for my own place to live and everything. I had to pay for my college and pay for my food and pay for everything. 
And uh, macaroni and cheese was 19 cents. I'll remember that forever, um, a box. And even though I knew it wasn't the best food for me, it was what I could afford. But every once in a while, I would go to the meat section, and I would buy chicken. Or I would treat myself to something that I didn't have every day, even if it was like a cup of ice cream. And that's, you know, it's a good rule um, that in margins to do things like that. So um, we're called to make fishers of men. We're supposed to be bringing other people to the understanding of who God is and that they can be saved too. And um, part of that is making disciples. It is very important to grasp the way God works in his people. He's able to take people who have spent all their lives following their sinful thoughts and behavior and transform them into people who please him and bring hope and help to others. How does this happen? If we are to stimulate spiritual interest and create spiritual thirst in the lives of the people in our world, we must be in the process of being spiritually transformed. It is not sufficient merely to be a nice person or group of people. There are lots of nice people living good lives that don't have the faith in Christ. I know you know people like that. They're really nice people. But they're missing something. But how does this happen? How are we spiritually transformed? How much is the Holy Spirit responsible to transform me or you? And how much am I responsible to transform myself? I'm saved by grace. It says it in the Bible. You are saved by grace. Does that mean that I don't have to worry about it? Hmm. Just let go and let God. You've heard that, right? Or am I to work at my transformation? Do I transform myself by my hard work, by my self-control, by an act of my will? These are really good questions. There's a couple scriptures here, and I don't have the scriptures, but I'm going to give you the scripture address. I want you to look this up if you can. Matthew 5, 7, Colossians 3, 1 through 17, and Galatians 5, 19 through 24. There'll be other scriptures that I will read, but those I just want to give you so you can possibly look them up. We all fall short of the standards required by the scriptures. In the scripture, it says we all fall short of the glory of God. So what are we to do? Does the gospel provide us any hope? Yes, it does. Character and transformation are linked to the heart of a person. All Christians have a new heart. You'll have a new heart when you become a new believer, born again. You start anew. My logo for Ecola is a butterfly. And people say, why a butterfly? Well, it's monarch butterfly. Monarch butterfly is a butterfly for California. And I did a lot of study on the butterflies and and how they live, and it's amazing. And anyone that doesn't believe there's a God, just follow the life pattern of a butterfly, and you're going to be amazed, beyond amazed. If you go to Sufri, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and you look up butterflies, I went to Pismo Beach, and there's a butterfly place there uh, with lots of monarchs. I did a video on it for Sufri's TV, and I also did a podcast and a radio show on it. And it's amazing when you find out the life of a butterfly. It's pretty, I don't know. I mean, it was like eye-opening to me. I'm like, well, how could they know to do this and go there and do this and do that? 
it's amazing. And I'm not going to go into detail because that would be another show. And that's another show for another day, which I've already done. So go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and look at the podcast for Butterflies. And you'll find um, what I'm talking about now. Anyway, so the butterfly is the logo. And the logo is for transformation because they go from a caterpillar to a butterfly, a cocoon to a butterfly, which is a transformation. And it's also uh, a symbol for the Holy Spirit. It's rebirth. It's new life. It's a symbol for health. So all of those things um, relate to E. coli and the whole story behind E. coli, the termite and pest control um, company that sponsors the Sufri show. So what part do you play in this transformation? When you, when you look at your life, okay, first of all, you need to be looking at, you don't need to, but I suggest that um, evaluating your life and there'll be things that come up, maybe blind spots that will show themselves. And I'll get into this a little deeper. And for me, in my life journey, these things pop up. And I'll go, why did, I, why did I react that way? Why did I, what was going on inside of me to make me feel that way? Or why did I feel that way? I mean, what is going on here? And in those questions, when we evaluate or we ID that there is an issue, um, we, we ask the Lord to give us discernment and help us and reveal to us you know, search me and know me, O God. Psalm 139. Search me and know me, O God. If there's any evil way, bring it to my attention or pluck it out. One of the two. Because if our desire is to be more like him, then we want to have his character. And the only way you can do that is by knowing his character. You are who you hang with, right? Jesus means by being born again that God has given us a new heart of flesh so that we can respond to the Holy Spirit, that we have been cleansed and the law is written on our hearts so we can be obedient. And he says that in the same way we know there is wind because we see the effects of the wind, we know that we have been born again because we see the effects in our lives. Isn't that beautiful? There's people that know me, and they're saying, I see such a change in you, Sue. I see God working in your life. Thank you, Joel, for speaking those words into my life. But I see God working, and I'm sitting there going, man, I feel so beat up. But when we're getting beat up, there's a reason. And one, I'm pressing in, and I want to walk in the Spirit, and I want to press in and be, I want to be aware. And depending on where you are in your life, You determine that for yourself. No one can tell you what to do. You realize that, right? No one, well, people can try to tell you what to do, but it's your decision. It's your choice. And God gave us that because he wants you to choose him. He doesn't want to force you into anything. And isn't it true that it's so much better, like I was talking about the addicted person, is they have to want help. First of all, they have to acknowledge they have a problem. Then they have to desire to get help because someone else can come alongside and pay for the whatever it is to get help. But if that person really truly doesn't want help or doesn't realize they have a problem, it's not going to work. 
And the same applies here with the transformation of becoming a disciple for Christ or understanding who you are in Christ. It's a wonderful thing. Um, I'm going to do a little side note here and just say, when you go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, there is a button you can push. There's two, actually. There's one that is the recorded I Ams, which is a paid service to where you can get your voice because your soul hears your voice better than hearing somebody else's voice. And you record your voice with the scriptures of I Ams. There's three pages that are free, and you can download them off of my site. And so many people do this, and I'm so grateful and so thankful that they do because I know that it's really affected me in my life, is understanding. Because for so many years in Sue Freeze's life, even when I wasn't Sue Freeze and I was Susie something else, uh, I, I always just believed what my people around me were saying that I was. They were telling me who I was, and it wasn't until I understand there's a new track, there's a new uh, voice that I need to listen to, other than these people that are around me in my life that are telling me that I'm unworthy or that I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or I'm never going to amount or a bull in a china closet or whatever it is. It wasn't until I didn't have to, I chose Not to listen to that anymore. That I wasn't smart enough. That I wasn't this enough. And I wasn't worthy. Do you know what I'm talking about right now? Do you have words that are going through your mind? You might be even having self-talk like this. And that's the worst kind. Is you're telling yourself these things. And it's not till you replace these recordings that you're playing over and over in your head. It's not till you replace that with God's words of who he says you are, that you will have a transformation of the renewing of your mind. How many of you listening right now want that transformation? How many want to believe that you are special, that you are valued, that you are so, so loved? You want to believe that. Guess what? God says it, and God's words are true today, tomorrow, and forever. And he sent his only son to bear the sins of you. He went in your place. If that doesn't put a a V for value on your forehead, I don't know what else could. God sacrificed his only son to die in your place, to wash you clean and white as snow. Some of you are crying right now. I can see it in the spirit. You're crying. Tears are rolling down your eyes right now. They're rolling down your face because you're understanding, maybe for the first time, how much God loves you. And I have to tell you, this happened to me too. When I finally grasped this, it was life-changing for me. So you can go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and you can press that button and get the recording, and you have to pay a fee. Uh, it's well worth it. And then you put these headsets on at night, and you listen to your voice, and it renews your mind. And it transforms your thinking. And you start believing something different than what you've been playing for all this time up till now.
You are a child of God. You are an ambassador to Christ. Victory is yours. There's so many times when I'm going through battles. Lots of battles, guys. Lots of battles. And I I have to keep reminding myself, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Because the battle's not with flesh and blood. It's in the spirit. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because sometimes I feel very, very worn out and broken down. I can do all things, all, not some, all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so can you. But it's all belief. It's belief in our heads. It's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's pretty amazing. And it's God's words. You're just going to remember and you're going to speak. It's three pages. I was telling you about the one you pay for. But there's another tile on my website that you push when you're near a printer. And you can print three pages of I am's. And you read these. Say, I am, meaning you are. I am an ambassador to Christ. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. That's a good one, huh? Although be, trans, although be transformed is in the passive voice, it is in the imperative mood. That is, it is a command to do something. It is a command to be transformed. Believers aren't passive in their transforming process. They're not. We can't just be passive in this. It's something we have to be involved. We have to totally be involved in it in order to make it actually happen. You know, there can be some confusion about our effort and dependent responsibility. This diagram, there's a diagram here, which I can't show you, but it's showing the Holy Spirit. It's showing scripture, um, humility, confession. It says you read scripture, you get humility, confession, repentance, self-control. And that's the circle that it goes around. There's going to be struggle. There's going to be an experience. There's going to be a struggle. And then you go back to scripture again. When you have an experience such as you are not gentle, you are a lover of money, or some other sin, the appropriate thing to do is to bring the scriptures to bear on that experience. This can be a little confronting as the word of God exposes things. It is light. So often the next thing that happens is that we struggle. We know what is right, but we will we'll do it anyway. Will we justify what we are doing to ourself, it's not that bad. My character is not gentle, and I can't help how God made me. I'm not quarrelsome. I just like a good debate. As this happens, we can do one of three things. Say no to the truth, say yes to the truth and take a left turn, or say yes to the truth and turn the right way and turn right. This is the first part of a two-part show, so we'll be back right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate. 
at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. Termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. This is part two of Transformation. And the part one, if you um, are just tuning in right now, I want to say you should Go back and get part one because <laughs> it was really good, according to my engineer producer over here. He's telling me it was really good. So I, I'm going to believe him and, and thank you, God, for um, the Holy Spirit and your discernment to guide my words. All right. So I'm going to continue on here. And we were talking about you have a choice. You have a choice of how you're going to deal with when confrontation happens in the spirit, because we're asking the Lord to reveal to us, right, what's right, what's wrong, what's happening. And so we have a decision to make. Either we can ignore it and we can um, explain it in our own way and excuse it if we want to, or we can turn right. So when you turn right, it's the need for change and to humble yourself. But you can't do that on your own. You need the Holy Spirit to enable you to be humble, and then you can humble yourself. And without that, it's really difficult to do it. It really is. Humility precedes repentance and confession. I need to acknowledge that I am wrong. Do you know anybody that doesn't acknowledge when they're wrong? I do. Somebody really close to me, and it was really difficult to live with, and it was just really hard. Because it's hard to move forward, isn't it? It's hard to move forward when someone's not accepting responsibility. And how much closer can you get in a relationship, any relationship, whether it's at work, at home, at church, when you have this new understanding between two parties that had conflict and they worked it out together. They talked it out. They have a new understanding of each other, of where they're coming from. You get a new perspective, maybe. How wonderful to lighten up that load. And to not burden yourself or other people with a situation when we can just humble ourselves and say, explain, you know, I want to know more, right? So the Holy Spirit also empowers us to be and to do what we could never do on our own. He is at work in me again. That's what we can say when this is going on. We can say, oh, Holy Spirit is in work with me again. He is transforming me. 
And it's a beautiful thing, even though it's not fun all the time. I'm just going to be real. It's not fun to go through the process. But I'll tell you what, when you get through it and you get to the other side, it's like an onion. I, I always I always um, picture it like an onion. I'm a visual person. But you know how an onion has all these different skins and they're layered? And it's like the Lord is just peeling off this onion one layer at a time. He doesn't give you the whole onion. Could you imagine that? Whew, that'd be pretty difficult to handle. But if you peel off one layer at a time, he doesn't give us more than we can handle. And he always, always gives us a way out. That's what he says. The Holy Spirit causes his fruit to grow in me. His fruit. We want his fruit, right? You will know him by his fruit. Self-control is one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We are not condemned to spend our lives in a losing struggle against the old patterns of behavior. There is a great paradox here. We are strong not because we are strong, but because we are weak. And under the Holy Spirit, we humble ourselves admitting we cannot do it on our own. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is where the left turn option comes in. If we had gone to the Bible, seen what was wrong, and then turned left directly to self-control under your own power, it is the Nike option. Just do it. It has some advantages. It allows you to stay on the side of truth and to preserve your independence. But it is a real mistake. It is the route of the flesh rather than the route of grace. The left turn option. Now, the other element is community, which is dealt with in more depth in another study. Suffice to say, a Christian must have an environment where he or she can go and talk openly about how things are going in this matter of following Christ. It needs to be a place where one can get personalized attention and give it to others. Last week I talked about we need each other. We need each other for this, too. There's a lot of things we need each other for. And there's times when I'm all alone. And even though I'm alone, uh, you know, I don't have someone there. I don't feel alone in the sense that I have the Lord with me at all times. And I would much rather be sharing, you know, my experiences with somebody. But there are people that feel very alone. And maybe it's, maybe it's the choice that, choices that you're making that's causing that aloneness. And we do need community, don't we? It needs to be a place where one can get personalized attention and give it to others, meaning that we don't only receive, but we also give. So when I go to church, I say, Lord, where do you want me to sit? I don't always sit in the same seat. Sometimes I get into that pattern and I have to break it and say, Lord, where do you want me to sit today? Is there someone that needs only what I can give? Because I want to sit there. And then I ask him to reveal to me what it is he needs me to do. And sometimes it's just a smile. Sometimes it's a hug. Sometimes it's a pray with. And I love having that open conversation and being open to the Lord's lead. This transformation process is characterized by struggle. No one can stick at it day after day, year after year. If they attempt to go it alone, our community can encourage us when we are down and we can encourage others to keep turning right. We need each other. We so need each other. 
There's other observations on the process that um, I have some spiritual transformation scriptures. And I don't know whether to read them out. I I don't know if you're writing them or not, but it is podcasted. So I'm going to go ahead and do it quickly. John 3, 20, 21, John 15, 1, 8, Romans 5, 1 through 5, Galatians 5, 16, 25, Hebrews 3 through 13, James 1, 2 through 4. And there's a few more, but I'm not going to take the time right now. But I hope you, you know, if you can go there and and, uh, read them later. All right. So we noted that spiritual transformation is a process, not an event. And we did say that the process has setbacks. Philippians 1.6 provides for the true disciple. You're going to have to read that because I don't have it here. So the summary is this. The transformation of believers in the midst of the unbelieving world is vital to the expansion of the kingdom of God into the world. God is deeply committed to our transformation into Christ's likeness as we respond to his work our worldview values and behavior are deeply impacted we are changed from the inside out remember those recordings that we record uh, when we start changing those recordings our actions are going to change and we don't we might not even notice it right away. And I will tell you something that happened with me is I had to rebuke like things or people that were still in my life that were speaking untruth to me. This might be helpful for some of you is that if you have people that are speaking things that are contrary to what God says about you, don't receive it. And all I had to do was say, I rebuke that in Jesus name. I said it out loud sometimes because we have to speak Jesus name out loud but I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I don't receive that because that's not truth. I would say that too. Sometimes under my breath, because I didn't want to have any conflict or argument or confrontation. So I would just say it under my breath. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And sometimes I would say it out loud because I felt there was empowerment if I said it out loud. It gave me strength and courage to speak for what I believed was truth for me. And that was a change for me in my life, who I surrounded myself with, who I let into my inner circle, because I had to guard. They talk about the full armor of God, but I had to guard myself so that I wouldn't let those people that were that were not even intentionally sometimes hurting me. They were hurting me, and I didn't even really realize they were hurting me until the Lord's words got in me, until I realized who I was in Christ who he says I am. And when it's conflicting to what somebody is saying, it made it much easier for me to rebuke it. And I'm hoping this gives some of you empowerment. In fact, all of you, if you want to listen to this and you want to really take it to heart, the I am's on the Sue Freeze, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word.com. Go there, print them. They're free. They're free. God gave them to you for free. His words are free. They came with a big, big price. Kind of like, you know, our service providers, our people that are fighting for our freedoms. It wasn't free. Our freedoms are not free. And sometimes we take it for granted, and we should not. In our transformation, there are certain things only the Holy Spirit can do. 
And there are certain things he has given us to do. Only the Holy Spirit can create in our hearts the desire to obey God. It's a new heart. But he doesn't obey for us. We must do that. He gives us the choice to obey or not to obey. He gives us the choice to choose left or right. Right or wrong. However, we can do that only as he gives us the enabling power to obey. We are responsible to clothe ourselves with Christ-like character, but we are dependent on God's Spirit to produce his fruit. We cannot make one millimeter of progress in our transformation apart from the powerful working of the Spirit as we remain connected to Jesus, like branches to a vine. And God, the master gardener, will prune us. Do you get the visual here? The master gardener will prune us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Remember how I said that I feel beat up sometimes? (laughs) I so do. And I know that the Lord's working. And it's painful sometimes. It's not fun sometimes. But the outcome is so much better. And I just want to be a quick study, if you know what I mean. It's like I want to learn the lesson the first time. I don't want to have to learn the same lesson repeatedly. And uh, maybe you're the same way. Why is the heart so vital to transformation? What role, if any, can you have in changing someone's heart? I'm going to answer this just from my point of view. Is that... Forgiveness is what I wrote here, and that's me. A big lesson I learned is because I've had a lot of wrongdoing, a lot of transgressions that have happened against me in my growing up years. I've talked about it before. Um, I've mentioned some things that are very, very private, but I've mentioned them because I felt it would be of help to other people. All I can say is, is that I chose, I made a decision to forgive people even though they weren't really worthy of forgiveness in, in my eyes and in my heart. They weren't worthy, but I felt like I needed to forgive them because I did not want to be held as prisoner. I didn't want to become bitter. And they didn't care anyway. It's like it wasn't hurting them in the least. And this is a message for some of you out there. You're holding on to something. You're holding on to bitterness. You're holding on to a memory, a secret maybe. And as long as you hold on to that, you cannot be released from this ball and chain. It's like bondage. You're in chains of bondage. Just get the picture. That unforgiveness that you have in your heart is, is holding you hostage from being freed so you can receive all that God has for you. And I know this firsthand because I had to go through this whole thing myself. And, and it's not over. You know, I still, I still have issues. I still have things that I'm, you know, that new things, new things that come up that I need to forgive people for. But I have to forgive. It's my choice. And I can be disobedient and I can go my own way. Or I can do what I know God's telling me to do and what he wants me to do so that I can have what he wants for me to have. Because he loves me. He gives us freedom of choice. People can do us harm, 
because he gives God. God gives us freedom of choice. He gives that person who did me harm freedom of choice to do that. And I have freedom of choice of what I'm going to do with that. I can tell you, I'm not a victim. I choose not to be a victim. I'm better because of it. And this might be helpful for some of you out there to just get over, to become overcomers, to become, I don't know, more than survivors, thrivers. Let's, let's not just be survivors. Let's be thrivers. I want to thrive. How about you? We are promised spiritual transformation as part of the gospel. Further, God, the Holy Spirit, works in us to transform us. I want you just to look back over the last five or ten years. What evidence is there of your spiritual transformation? Look over your life. What kind of stories could you tell about the transformation in your life? Listen, if you have some really amazing God stories, I'd love to hear from you. Go to SueFreeSpeltLikeFriesOneWord.com and connect with me. Please, please connect with me because I want to hear from you. While there are always be a battle, what areas do you still need to work on? These are questions for you. What areas do you still need to work on? Because look, it's a journey, right? And we're in this together, but it's a journey. That means we don't arrive. We're not going to arrive until we meet him in heaven. So in the meantime, we've got work to do. What is the one area you will work on this week? And how will you do that? Remember how I said you have to identify? You have to identify an issue, right? And then we come up with solutions. So transformation is what we're talking about. I have suggested that you go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word. And I want you to go there and pull down, print. There's a button for printing the I am's. And the I am's are three pages of I am scriptures that God is saying that you are. And you're going to replace your recordings, the things that you've been saying to yourself or other people are saying to you, you're going to replace those with better messages. And that's what they call transforming by the renewing of your mind. It's exchanging those recordings, those things that you're saying or that are being said to you and replacing them with God's words of who you are. I have to tell you that really, if you truly do this, if you print them out, put them by your bedstand, and in the morning when you get up, Pray and read them. At night, last thing, before you close your eyes, turn off your phone, close your eyes, and go to sleep, read them. They will become memorized, and that's fine. It's good to have them right there. You never know when you're going to need them to fight whatever you're fighting. But I have to tell you this, um, the experience of committing, failing, confessing, commit, recommitting, failing, confessing, recommitting, failing, you just start giving up. So the best thing that you can do is to, to do this, okay? And let me tell you, the forgiveness thing, I have to tell you that this is something that I learned. Is that you cannot wait until you feel like forgiving somebody to forgive them. Because you're asking for the heart to help you here. And the heart is bleeding. Your heart is hurting. Okay? So this is the time when you want to rely on your brain. It's the renewing of your mind. Okay? So in your mind, you are going to, even though you, it contradicts some of the emotion that you have, you're going to make a conscious mind decision that you're going to choose to forgive that person. Not because they deserve it, because they don't. 
You're going to forgive them because it's going to release you. You're going to forgive them so that you can be released of bondage, and you're going to you're going to forgive them so that you can receive all that God has for you. I have to tell you, this was life changing for me to get this. And there's been numerous times where I've had to forgive somebody that was, it was unforgivable. What happened was unforgivable. But I chose here, not in my heart. I chose in my head to forgive, not because they deserve it and not because it was nothing to do with them. And, you know, there's people in your life that might not even be here anymore. They're gone. Okay, they died. But you're holding on to this this memory, this bad experience. You're holding on to it. Why? Why are you holding on to it? What what good is it serving you to hold on to that? I've been through so many things and God was so faithful and good to me that after 13 years of marriage when I felt everything was coming to you know just coming on top of me. I'm in the shower and I'm in fetal position crying out to God because my marriage was failing and I couldn't fix it and I didn't know what to do. And I had two children that were depending on me and I just felt like such a failure and I just felt like I couldn't keep going and they needed me and I wanted to be whole. I wanted to be healthy for them. And it was at that time that there was this window of opportunity that opened. 1-800-HELP-FOR-ME and I dialed the number. And I thought I was just going to be able to talk to somebody. Maybe they could give me the advice I needed, the scripture that I was missing all this time that was going to give me the answer to my my whole quest. But the answer was is that I needed to devote some time to me. It's kind of like the airplane where they tell you you got to put the air mask on you first before you can help somebody else. you got to help you. I'm hoping this is helpful for you out there. Is that look. You know, you can keep going and keep going, but a little more of you is leaving. A little more of you is being chiseled away to where there's not going to be much of you left. And listen, your children, moms, dads, they need all of you. They need your entire heart. They need you to be a parent. And if you're a child in a parent's body and you're still hurting over childhood wounds, how healthy are you going to be? So the addicted person the person that needs to get some help. They need to ID ID that they have an issue. They have to admit they have an issue. And then they have to want and desire help. And if not for you, if you're a parent, how about those little ones? I know you love them. I loved mine. I love them so much. I would have died for them. But I'm much better for them now being alive. I'm a grandparent now. I'm a grandma. Gigi is what I'm called. I've got two little ones that I just adore. I cannot wait to see them. I just, I go through withdrawals every time. I see them every week and it's just not enough. I want more. But I'm still working and I'm still doing all these other things, like talking with you. So I, um, I take what I can get uh, and I make time for them. I'm hoping and praying that you're listening truly because this is from my heart to you. And I feel that people go through things to prepare for the next assignment, but also to disciple other people. And my gift, the Lord's gift to me was so I could be healed and learn this lesson. So hopefully I can 
express this in a manner in which you can hear my heart, that this is here for you too, that God loves you. He died. He sent his only son to die in your place because you're valuable. You are precious in his sight. You are amazing. Do you realize just how amazing you are? You are so amazing, and God created you for a specific purpose. And until you go through this healing process, and it's a process. It's not going to get fixed overnight. Just understand that it's a journey, and that's okay. But he loves you, and he wants you. He wants you to desire him. He's not going to force it on you because it's a decision he wants you to make with your heart, with your head. This forgiveness thing starts in your head. And let me just tell you that it starts in your head. First-hand experience, I will tell you that I have forgiven the people that have done something against me, and I am freed and ready to receive. And I want that for you, and so does your Heavenly Father. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you, and be a blessing to someone. Amen. Till next week. Bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.